Welcome to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. You can visit Dr. Johnson's blog at benwoodpost.com. Dr. Johnson's works can be found at drbenwoodjohnson.com. You can also support Dr. Johnson on Patreon, the link to which is in the description. Hey, welcome back to the Benwood Johnson Podcast. Today is September the 23rd, 2019. This is podcast number 38. I'm glad to have you back. I am glad to have you back. It's been a couple of weeks. But anyway, I'm back. Um, Today, we're going to pick up the pace. We're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, We're going to talk about education. But we're going to change philosopher. Uh, Over the last few weeks, we've talked about John Dewey and his approach to education, particularly when it comes to uh, experience in education. Today, we're going to talk about Jean-Jacques Rousseau, as he's always referred to in my corner, Gigi Rousseau. Uh, I remember in high school, I had a professor who used to uh, call him Gigi Rousseau, and he would really like Jean-Jacques Rousseau, uh, Mr. Alain, that was his name. Anyway, uh, today, we're going to be talking about Rousseau and his philosophy. Of course, we are not going to delve into Rousseau. I recently published a book about Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Uh, It is titled Jean-Jacques Rousseau, a collection of short essays. So if you want to learn more about Jean-Jacques Rousseau, if you would like to learn more about my take on him, grab a copy of this book. It is currently available on all the major uh, online retailers. So if you want that book, you will find it. In any case, today we're going to delve into Jean-Jacques Rousseau and to how he understood the world. But we will focus particularly on his understanding of education. Um, So this is going to be an interesting podcast. Of course, we're not going to linger on Rousseau. Uh, This is going to be just one podcast on him. Like I said, if you'd like to learn more, grab my book. And I highly recommend this book. In any case, if you'd like to learn more about Jacques Rousseau, you are in the right place. So today we're going to talk about how he viewed education, how he viewed philosophy, how he viewed morality in man. So without further ado, let us delve right into it. philosophy. A few names stand out as that of Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Now, Jean-Jacques Rousseau was a well-known thinker. He was particularly known as a political theorist. He wrote uh, several books, um, essays about uh, politics, about society, uh, Rousseau is famous for his diatribes about the social contract. Still, the persona remains an enigma to most. So today, in this podcast, we are going to talk a little bit about Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Now, who was Jean-Jacques Rousseau? Now, first of all, we have to understand that Rousseau lived in France. Although, the popular assumption is that Rousseau was French. But Rousseau was not French. Rousseau was born in Geneva, Switzerland, on June 
28, 17, 12. Nonetheless, he died in France on July 2nd, 1778. Aside from his intellectual talents, uh, Rousseau was a composer, but he was mostly known as a writer. Now, uh, Rousseau was considered as someone who had a major influence on, on, on the Enlightenment of Europe. He had written several works which had a tremendous response from the public. And, um, you know, Rousseau was basically, he was a famous writer. He was a famous person uh, even when he was alive. Even though Rousseau was known as a political theorist, his works extended beyond politics. In fact, Rousseau had produced works in, in various fields, including politics, economy, uh, and education in particular. Okay, So Rousseau sort of built himself gradually. But Rousseau hit fame around 1750. He was about uh, 38 years old when he became famous. And this was in part because of the work he produced about uh, uh, the arts and science. Actually, the work itself was titled uh, The Discourse on the Arts and, and Science. So in this work, Rousseau argued that science and the arts are going to contribute to a corruption of morality. Um, he argued that sciences are particularly poisonous to the human mind, particularly when, when, when it comes to uh, morality, uh, to ethics. He argued that the, the value, the intrinsic value of men, uh, you know, is eroding. Uh, at least is going to erode even further as a result of, of science. One could argue that Rousseau was right because the more the sciences have evolved, uh, you know, the less men sort of, sort of recoil to the to the age of of, of incivility, um, to the age of, of immorality. Um, somehow, the Rousseau saw a connection between the sciences and the arts and, and morality. So this is to say that Rousseau was not only a political theorist or uh, a political essayist, uh, he was also a moralist. So he wrote extensively about the role of ethics in society, about how the value of a man is based on his moral virtue. In 1754, Rousseau produced another work. Uh, this work, though, he didn't uh, attract as much uh, uh, attention as the, 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 the previous one, uh, but in this work Rousseau sort of talks about inequality amongst men. In fact, the work was titled The Discourse on the Origin of Inequality. Now, some have argued that this work, although it wasn't as popular as, as the previous one, allowed Rousseau to become the philosopher or the great thinker that so many people seem to think that he was. Rousseau talks about the degree of inequality, the origin, if you will, of inequality among men. He talks about uh, two kinds of inequality. He talks about the, the what he called like natural and physical inequality, and he also talks about uh, moral or political inequality. Of course, we, we could argue that there's not much of a, of a difference between the two, but Rousseau sort of delineates those two as to uh, what we do as individuals, at least from, a, from an individual standpoint, and what we do when we function as a collective. 
Okay. Um, one of the most famous works Russo produced was about uh, political economy. Um, some of Russo's works include publications about uh, social um, contract uh, and political economy. So Russo sort of, you know, placed himself on, on, on the pinnacle of some of the great thinkers in human history. Um, but of course, that doesn't mean that everybody agrees with Russo. Uh, there are dissenting views. There are dissenting opinions as to uh, the valor of Russo as a thinker. Uh, the degree to which what he was saying makes sense, uh, you know. So Russo was not always seen as as somebody who discovered the essence of life. In other words, Russo's words were not golden. Not it's not not to everybody. So there were those who disagree with 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 what he had to say. But one thing that most people would not um, disagree with is is the the notion that Russo sort of participated in consequential moments in, in human history. For instance, it is believed that Rousseau influenced the French Revolution and the American Revolution as well. So Rousseau is credited to have had a major impact on, 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 on thinkers such as uh, Karl Marx, uh, Hegel, uh, Emmanuel Kant, um, just to name a few. But, but Rousseau is well known as a, a person who contributed enormously to philosophy. In this particular series uh, about philosophy, uh, we are interested in education. Of course, we could talk about Rousseau in other fields, and I think in, 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 in subsequent podcasts, we will talk about Rousseau a little deeper um, when it comes to other subjects, especially when it comes to social contract uh, and, and political theory. But for today, let us focus on, on Rousseau as far as education is concerned. Because as I mentioned in the beginning, Rousseau was also uh, an educational philosopher. Um, what that means is that he wrote extensively about education. One of the most famous works Rousseau completed about education is, is the work titled Emile, or On Education. This work places Rousseau as, a, as an authority in education. Uh, but Rousseau had a particular understanding about what education is, uh, what it should be, who should be part of it. Rousseau understood that education is an important pillar uh, of any society. But he believes that education must involve the individual as much as the, the collective. So education is not as it is today. Uh, the collective, at least some individuals, decide what education is or ought to be. So from Rousseau's vintage point, education is inclusive. It, it should take into account uh, the individual and the collective. At least it should take into account the needs of the collective and the needs of the individual. So Rousseau understood that education is an important path for uh, both societal development and individual progress, okay? So Rousseau believes that education must make it possible for the individual to thrive in, in, in society. So education must be a mechanism, a, a means for the individual to progress, okay? To develop him himself. Of course, as we have discussed in, in previous podcasts, uh, the, the concept of education is, is one of the mysteries of, of, of literature. Right? A lot of people talk about education, but not many people understand what it means or what does the concept mean. There's always misunderstanding as to what is an education, who, who has it, who should have it, uh, what the purpose of education is, uh, what such a purpose should be. Now, of course, we are not going to delve into this aspect of the debate in this, in this podcast, but this is to, to say that Rousseau had a clear 
understanding as to what education is or what it should be. From his perspective, education ought to be a way for the individual to be himself. Uh, education is important for the individual as much as it is important for the collective, but it must be a mechanism for the individual to experience growth or for the individual to find himself in the world, to discover himself in, in the world, in the process. Uh, in the work, Emil, uh, Rousseau sort of um, put the individuals in the forefront of the debate. Uh, he argues that nobody was born with titles in society. Um, those are things that we acquire as we evolve in, in the social milieu. Morality is also important. Sort of, there's this connection between you know education and and morality in in the individual. So education is supposed to be uh, this this mechanism which allows the individual to learn about the world in such a way that the individual is able to construe his own morality, to put it this way. So Rousseau believes that educators should teach, that they should transfer skills, uh, knowledge to uh, to the individual. Those skills and knowledge would in turn allow the individual to seek intellectual independence. That intellectual independence would sort of become the guide for the individual in terms of his understanding of morality and, and, and political values. So Rousseau argues that education is important. It, it is the period which the individual is, is malleable intellectually. So education is supposed to allow the individual to find the path, at least the necessary path, to make himself uh, a valuable member of society. And making himself a valuable of, of society requires the individual to have intellectual independence, which would allow the individual to have a sense of what is right and wrong in society. Of course, we could argue that this is not the case. Education these days is somewhat the opposite of, of what Rousseau was saying. Nonetheless, we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts. It is irrefutable that there is a problem with education the way it is structured today. Uh, it is irrefutable that education today is leading to the malaise or to the doom of the individual or the collective for that matter, instead of allowing the individual to reach a level of enlightenment where the individual is able to look around and see things for what they are and not what he is being told that they are. Uh, education is sort of like an indoctrination. Of course, you could argue uh, what is the difference between what Rousseau was saying and what is being done today in terms of indoctrination. But the bottom line is this. Uh, Rousseau was sort of arguing that the individual, at the end of the day, has the control, has the power over uh, what his education is or ought to be. The the that the person educating another is only there to teach skills and knowledge. Now, what the individual does with the knowledge is up to him. Basically, that's what Rousseau was saying. In today's environment, uh, yes, knowledge skills are also being taught to the individuals, but what the knowledge is or what those skills are and how to understand the knowledge of others and the skills of others are also being taught to the, to the individual. In other words, the individual within the educational system these days does not have an intellectual independence. There are few who could stand and say, I am an independent thinker. 
Um, you know, today, if you do not do things according to a certain worldview, you're not going to do things at all. And that's one of the reasons I refuse to be part of this crowd. Um, you know, as um, I refuse to be like so many others are. I refuse to let myself be according to somebody else's understanding of what I should be. Rousseau was saying the same thing. He thought the individual ought to be independent in his way of thinking. The individual ought to be independent. Because after all, you know, most of the things I've talked about in this project, Podcast, um, I may seem unorthodox to some people, right? You may say, "Well, this guy is saying a bunch of things that I've that I don't really, I don't usually hear other people say," right? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I speak gold when I talk in my podcast, but it is the intellectual independence. I I speak what I think. Uh, is happening in the world. I, I speak my mind in terms of what I understand about the world, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you may disagree with what I am saying. Uh, you may have uh, questions as to uh, you know the the rationale, the logic of most of the things that I've said so far in my podcast. But you shouldn't, or you couldn't, or it wouldn't be um, you know you should not deny me the right to speak those things uh, because that's what that's what intellectual independence entails. That I have the independence. I have the freedom or the perception thereof to speak my mind, to say things the way I see them. I'm not guided by somebody's understanding as to what I am saying. Now, you might ask, what is the purpose of you making these podcasts? Are you trying to influence others to see things the way that you do? Now, the answer is no. Uh, you know, the, the, these podcasts are intended to share my understanding of the world with you. Um, you could accept or reject what I have to say. If what I have to say happens to make you see the world a certain way that is your uh, choice it is your intellectual independence of course when i speak about choice um you know i'm cautious as to what th that means um, you know the idea that somebody has a choice i have reservations as to what that means but, but what, I, what i'm trying to say is that you make of what i say what you want to make of it i am not trying to force you to see the world the way i do uh, i believe that i do have intellectual independence i believe that i do see the world differently from, from most people and, and and I believe that uh, this is good for me. This is good for my psyche because it, 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 I know that I am not part of a chorus repeating things that everybody else is saying. Uh, but it is a way to share my views. It is a way to share my understanding. And Jacques Rousseau was saying something similar. The individual has to be able to speak his mind. He has to be intellectually independent. Uh, that is going to allow him to form an understanding of the world. That is virtue. That is moral at its core. Um, we couldn't say the same for most people today. Uh, most people that are the product of of our educational system and, and I'm not talking about a particular country they are what we usually say in French uh, at least in Creole Jaco répète, meaning they sort of repeat what was said to them and sometimes they don't understand it's always fascinating to hear um, so-called philosophers or thinkers um, speaking uh, in every sentence they tell you what somebody else said um, you know the guy is a thinker but every sentence he ordered he's referring somebody else something somebody else said 
So you can see that he's not thinking for himself. He's repeating what other thinkers were thinking. Uh, and, and we have so many of those in, in, in our educational system today. We have so many of those in our world today. And, and to these people, I, I don't really waste time listening to them. Um, I like an original thinker. I, I like somebody who, who is speaking his mind, who is telling me what he thinks the world is. Of course, what he's saying could be the reflection of what he was taught, how he was raised and whatnot. Um, again, that's another debate. Um, but but on the outset, I, I, I like to listen to people talking about what they think the world is, not what they think others would agree that the world is. Because the world is not necessarily what others uh, think that it is. Uh, in fact, for, more often than not, the world is not what others uh, think that it is. Um, you have to be able to look at the world with your own eyes. You have to be able to look at the world from your own understanding and, and, and come up with your own conclusions as to what what's going on. What is the world? And, and, and Naruso will tell you that is an independent thinker. That is an, an independent intellectual. And, and that must be the result of, of education. Now, if you would like to learn more about Rousseau in terms of education, I just published a book about him. Uh, this book is titled Jean-Jacques Rousseau, a collection of short essays. Uh, it is available on Amazon and, and, and other online retailers. Uh, feel free to grab a copy. Uh, it is a relatively uh, short uh, book, but it sort of summarizes Rousseau in terms of his philosophy, his worldviews, and what he thinks the world is is supposed to be, and what the world is, 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 is coming into. And uh, I have bad news for you. Rousseau was right. Um, we live in a world of decay, and Rousseau sort of predicted that world. He predicted the rise of science, of the science and the art, as uh, as as a reaction. Uh, at least he predicted the rise of the science and the arts, and he also predicted the decay of morality among men. And um, that's what we're seeing these days. Um, the, the concept of ethics, morality, is sort of it's sort of a word that people say with. And it doesn't really mean a thing. Um, they say, ah, this guy is moral, this guy is ethical. Um, but for the most part, it doesn't mean a thing. You're going to look around, you're going to see that the same individual is doing something or believes in something that is equally immoral. So, you know, you can tell that there's there's a certain intellectual prostitution going on and, and as far as what so many people think about the world is. Um, again, if you want to learn more about Rousseau, uh, my take on him as a philosopher, uh, just grab Grab a copy of this book. Like I said, it is available on major online retailers. It is titled Jean-Jacques Rousseau, uh, a collection of short essays. So grab your copy today. So again, Jean-Jacques Rousseau was a major uh, thinker. He had a, a major influence on so many things. Uh, what he saw, what he predicted about the world in terms of morality, in terms of politics, in terms of uh, social contract, in terms of education, he was right. And if you want to learn more, grab a copy of my book today. Mm-hmm.